Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings and welcome on board the WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Joe McGranahan is here, mayor of Shemokin Dam. He was in charge of global tsunami response. It's a good thing he didn't pick uh, Pima's pandemic category. That would have kept him quite busy this uh, time of year, but uh, and we're glad that he is here. His favorite title, despite all the ones that uh, he has had and I make up, is Papa at the dinner table. Whoops! Oh, there be passive aggressive Lawrence again. No, just stupid. Didn't want me. Didn't want me to touch your coffee. Passive won't turn on my microphone. I'm too dumb to even know what that means. I just forget to turn you on. That's all. All right. So, uh, we appreciate everybody tuning in. Our first guest is on the line. We asked Joe Kent, Snyder County Commissioner, to check back in, uh, just to get a glimpse of what's uh, cooking in Snyder County as it relates uh, to uh, preparations uh, for more p- of the uh, COVID virus cases and the ones that already. Uh, existing in Snyder County. So thank you for calling in, Joe. Thanks for checking in. Yeah, morning, Joe. Sure thing, guys. Uh, Good morning, and uh, thanks for uh, letting me come on for just a few minutes and uh, sharing what's uh, most up-to-date as far as we know. Um, Of course, we're getting uh, the updates from the governor's uh, Department of Health staff every every day at noontime uh, with the new numbers and the new counts. And, uh, you know, for a while there, we, we were looking at that and uh, glad to see that we weren't in the mix, so to speak. But, of course, pretty much everyone's in there now. And uh, if they're not by now, they're going to be, I'm sure, by the end of the week. But, um, you know, it's, uh, it's sad to hear that we had our first, uh, first death in the area here, uh, you know, not just yesterday. And uh, there's a lot, of, a lot of things happening. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, it's not, uh, it's not all good. Uh, very little is good to, right now, but we want to do everything we can to, you know, stay encouraged and and uh, you know it's uh, it's difficult to motivate folks when they you know they all they hear is the the negative stuff. But uh, we're doing the best we can, and of course the courthouse, uh, you know, everybody's still here working uh, for the residents of the county, and we're being as cautious as we can be, wiping down surfaces. I just walked out of my door here a few minutes ago, and one of our staff members was wiping off the copier. It, wiping off the door handles and uh, wiping off the countertops. And, you know, those are the types of things that we need to be doing. If I know there's a lot of places that are open to work yet, and, and if you're open, you need to be doing those types of things. I, You know, we've gotten a lot of uh, emails and calls from those folks that, uh, you know, are being asked to go to work to those life-sustaining or uh, essential jobs, and uh, that's all great that they can go to work because that helps, I, th- I believe that helps us mentally to stay acute and aware and uh, gives us our purpose for those that can go to work. But uh, it is important that if you are working, that you're wiping down those surfaces, you're taking every precaution, washing your hands, and doing all those sorts of things that we've heard about many times ad nauseum, but it's still very important to remember those things. Joe, Um, talking about government, uh, have you guys arrived at some way to hold your meetings and have them be public, or is that something you're still struggling with? 
No, actually, Joe, uh, thank you to the good weather. Thanks to the good Lord above for giving us a nice day. Uh, last week, we held our first meeting out on our portico outside so that if the public uh, you know, wants to come, they can stay six feet away and listen in. And uh, we plan to do that as well today. Uh, that worked very well. Um, so if we have to break for executive session, we'll just go inside and uh, take care of that out of earshot, you know, as we need to do. But, um, yeah, we had nobody there last week. I, I know we're having at least one person show up today, one of our uh, regular attenders. Uh, had emailed me this morning and asked if we were having it outside so he can attend. And so, but yeah, I, and the, the big thing too is, uh, you know, I, I, I know I've said this before, but boy, if you don't need to leave your house, I know it's, people are getting, starting to get a little stir crazy. And I understand that, you know, we, we're getting cabin fever from here the last week, but uh, folks, you know, it could make the difference between you and a loved one getting sick. And if you don't need to go out, you, you know, if you're not going to the grocery store, you're not going to the doctor's office or the pharmacy, uh, I expect that uh, one of our neighboring counties will probably be added into this stay-at-home order very, very soon, if not today, probably tomorrow. And I expect by the end of the week I would be surprised if we're not all in that stay-at-home order. But... Uh, these are trying times you know these are this is a historic event that we're going through unfortunately we've never none of us that i can remember have ever dealt with this before um so it's it's tough and you know i i, I do i said this on facebook yesterday you know now is not the time to lay blame now is the time to work together as americans uh, i i really get upset when i i see friends of mine just blasting one side or the other and i'm like you know Nobody, nobody could have seen this coming, and nobody could have could have stopped this from getting here. And so, we need to stop blaming everybody and start working together. And that's what we're trying to do at the courthouse. Uh, obviously, I have my issues with uh, the way the governor's handled some things, but I'm not going to stand here and ridicule him because you know what? I know how difficult it's been in my shoes to try and deal with this issue the first time I've ever had to deal with it. And I know he's going through the same thing. And while I disagree with a lot of the things that he's done. And I have suggestions to, to make it better. Um, you know, I, now I can make those suggestions. Like I, I really do wish that we'd be having our state police on our borders of Pennsylvania. I hear stories of people from New York City coming into our area every week, and that that concerns me at great length. Uh, I think that we should have that looked into, and you know, maybe um, maybe we as county commissioners or mayors, uh, as borough mayors, need to uh, try to curtail for the time being people flowing into their uh, into their areas from out of the area and you know this but we're also a free country and it's it, these are things that we struggle with as leaders have you been in contact with the governor's office and pima as it relates to preparations and information are they monitoring what you're doing and you're have close contact with what they're doing so one of my biggest concerns right now mark and again i'm not trying to ridicule anyone i think it's just the way things are set up right now there's a law from 1955 to my understanding that actually dealt with a syphilis outbreak uh, that is allowing the governor and, and the Department of Health to not give us information on patients that have tested positive. And while I completely understand HIPAA, and we do not want to violate HIPAA guidelines, I do think that it's important for us as a Department of Health statewide to backtrack or trace back the steps of those folks who have tested positive so we can reach out to those individuals that they have come in contact with to help prevent them from spreading this disease as well. I read a story last night on uh, online from Washington State 
of a, a choir that had been meeting regularly, uh, and 42 of their members tested positively, and two have died through this whole coronavirus situation because they ignored the warnings they kept meeting uh, in large groups. And, and that's one of the reasons we've been giving these, given these orders by the president and the governor to not have groups larger than 10 people. In some states, I've even heard three people. Um, so, you know, we're, we've, we've seen drastic measures, but if this thing is truly as bad as the professionals are telling us it is, we really need to take it seriously. I, I, I still hear stories every single day of people that say, ah, I don't believe it's that big a deal. It is a big deal. Well, I know you're a person <laughs> of faith. If you don't believe it's not a big deal by now, you're not paying attention. I know you're a person of faith, but I, I'm sure you saw the story about a pastor, I think it was somewhere Florida. down South Florida, yeah, who Florida, despite yes. the warnings held his services over the weekend, he's now been arrested and charged for violations relating to this uh, assembling yeah, a large group of people. It, it's sad to see, and and uh, but at the same time, it's it's a very difficult situation. We need to, and I just dealt with. I just learned about that story this morning on the phone, Joe. Uh, on the way here this morning, someone was calling me for advice about uh, a ga- a place where people would gather an upcoming event, and they wanted to know what to do about it. And I said, you know, you really need to just take every precaution you can. And if you think that there's a problem, that there might be a problem, then you probably should not have that event. Good point. Very good point. If what information would you want from Harrisburg as it relates to investigating local cases of COVID-19 and local deaths? First of all, the Department of Health assures you they're doing thorough investigations, so you don't have to worry about a thing, Joe. They're on it. <laughs> well, you know, Mark, I, I do believe that they probably were doing that when it was, you know, 10 right. cases, 30 cases, 50 cases. But now we're in the hundreds if not that well, thousands 4,000, of cases 4,000. where people have tested positively, there's no way, in my opinion, that they could possibly keep up and backtrack. I know, we know we you know we we deal with this in our in some of our agencies where we have to go back, you know, different generations or family members in different departments that we have, and I know the amount of time that it takes to do that research. It's a lot of phone calls. It's a lot of you know, interviews to find out where that person has been and what they've done and who they are related to and all of those sorts of things. There's no way that our Department of Health could possibly be doing all of that work. However, I will say, obviously the governor has, you know, laid off or sent home a lot of state employees. Maybe we should be bringing those folks into the mix to help do that work. And, and maybe that's being done right now, but if it is, it's not being communicated to us as county commissioners. And I can tell you that I've had, you know, we've had regular calls with our five county county commissioners. You you saw the letter we put out last weekend, of course, and uh, that's been very helpful just to share ideas with one another. And that's one one of the reasons I'm so proud of our our region. You know, a lot of people think of us as uh, a very rural area, and while we may be, we do know how to get together and pull together as commissioners in our region, and and that doesn't matter what party we are it just we we get together and and when we need to and we make things happen and and i'm very proud of all the commissioners in 
in Snyder, Union, Northumberland, Montour, and Columbia counties for working together through this this ordeal. Joe, I know that you can't affect this, but you said earlier that you supported uh, keeping HIPAA in place. I might take issue with that. I think that, you know, the common good outweighs the individual privacy of one person in a pandemic. I would think that if we, if they, and I agree with you, they probably don't have the resources to go back and track where this person was, who they were encountering. But if we knew the names of people who tested positive, who were hospitalized, we could at least make some reasonable assessment about whether we knew them, whether we had come in contact with them, and whether we should take precautions. But that's precluded under HIPAA. Mm -hmm. Well, one thing I think that could solve that problem, Joe, is we as public citizens. So none of us know or can possibly know if we have been a carrier of this virus. It's impossible to know. So if we are one of those folks that comes down with the virus that actually tests positive, if if that would happen to me, I would put my potential embarrassment aside for the greater good. And I would want people to know that, hey, I'm going to raise my hand and tell everybody, whether it's on Facebook or whatever, I just want you to know that I've tested positive. And if you were around me the past two weeks, you need to quarantine yourself or get tested. I agree. That's good advice. Yeah, it is good advice. I mean, I, I would have a really difficult time as an individual if I didn't do that and someone else contracted the disease. And 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 suffered, you know, the ultimate the ultimate sacrifice. Well, I know people who are in a lot more circulation than I am, who are going to offices and and places and stores and and so on, who are keeping track of their daily movements in case they get it. It'll be easier for them to when the Department of Health gives them the questionnaire to fill out. Says, where have you been uh, for you know the past 18 days every day? Well, they'll have a little piece of paper, their log to go back on, so they can keep track of that. Well, Joe, we. Th- Thank you so much. We know there's daily updates coming from the governor's office, so uh, whenever you have more information, feel free to let us know uh, whatever method or medium that you think is ideal, and uh, we'll be back to you occasionally for more information. Yeah, thanks, Joe. Appreciate your time. Thank you, guys. Stay safe. You too. Joe Kant, Snyder County Commissioner, uh, Chairman. Uh, We're going to open up the phone lines. Anything you would like to say, including this idea of uh, relaxing the HIPAA rules so that we can find out who has the virus so that we can go and uh, send a mob to their house. Call us now. That's not even funny. We're not going to send a mob to their house. Oh, well, to their block, anyway. No, I thought what we would do is maybe reasonably assess whether or not we knew them and whether or not we had been in contact with them, as opposed oh. to sending mobs out to deal with them. Okay. Should they have pitchforks, or would just a, a just tar a, and feathers uh, be just enough? Just a clipboard <laughs> should be sufficient. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, what's your thought about this? Yeah, uh, Joe, uh, the two Joes, we got Joe squared here, which is funny, because they're both, uh, never mind. Anyway, uh, they both say that um, some relaxation, at least for people who are leaders in your community uh, could take place for individuals who have the COVID virus. What's your view on this? 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com or text us at 70236. On the Market sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way and then there's the SMC way. The other guy's 
force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way. The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Oh, we need more cowbell like that, baby. Thank you. Thank you, Rob Center. Could not be any fabulouser. He's the fabulous producer we've ever had in that chair. Well, you're just certainly full of explicit, not explicitives. Um, what Superlatives? Do you call it? Superlatives. That's it. That was the word I was looking for. Some days you are full of explicatives. <laughs> no, you're full of them because of me. <laughs> some days. But, you know, there was an interesting article this morning uh, about some of the things that uh, the coronavirus brings up. And one of our emailers here, a texter, says, Mr. Kantz made a statement about putting aside any embarrassment if a person catches the virus and informing people they know that they caught it. Question is, why should there be any embarrassment about catching the virus? Is there embarrassment about catching a cold or the flu? No one should be embarrassed. They caught this virus. Accept, accept it and let people know it could save a life. I agree with that. Well, I read an article over the weekend, and I think it was the Philadelphia Inquiry. I read so many articles, but... Uh, uh, so about anyway. all you can read today. <laughs> right. So, but anyway, they talked about the fact that people got the virus, went back to work, and they were uh, people, you know, exceedingly avoided them and wouldn't talk to them, and that they, you know, really felt like they were being ostracized because of it. So, uh, I don't know. It's certainly not a moral failing that you get coronavirus under these circumstances. Well, as the, I said to you off mic, unless you were running around hugging and kissing people randomly, then it would be embarrassing to admit you got it. You or, probably or hugging and kissing people systematically. That's true. Either way. <laughs> That's really frowned upon in this society. And one of our other emailers makes a very good point. He says, remember, seasonal allergies are coming soon. If you experience sneezing, runny nose, dry throat, wheezing, coughing, not fever, don't panic. If you don't have one, try and get a digital thermometer for fever and peace of mind. Well, I suffer from allergies, so I've mm. been, I started taking Allegra early to try to ward that off. Okay. And you can just take that continuously for a month or two? Uh, well, I'm certainly going to take it until I'm sure that the, this has calmed down because I don't want to start getting a runny nose. And But sinuses will do give you some of those same symptoms and has nothing to do with a, a right. virus or flu. The cough, I suppose. I have super-duper-duper mild allergies, so I, um, it's certainly not a big factor. But every so often, I, I do something or go outside or whatever, and I start sneezing. I'm like, oh, is this it? Yeah, <laughs> Am well, I going to be a goner here or what? You have to be careful, but I mean, I, we have one of those digital thermometers, and I've been checking myself every morning since I'm coming in mm -hmm. here, and there are other people in this building. Not that I have any reason to suspect I have a fever. Yeah, there's all five of us. <laughs> No. And my wife said to me this morning, you've got to stop doing that. My temperature usually runs below normal. So if I get up to 98 points. Conservative on this. And they are not going off to the president. They could possibly care less about what the president used to do. They're only concerned about what he's doing now. Anyway, so I was sifting through one of the headlines yesterday. You will all remember a week ago, Monday, Liberty University, run by Dr. Jerry Falwell, announced that they're going to hold classes, that this whole thing is a bunch of hooey. I think he called it a hoax and said that this is much ado about nothing. Well, 
buried among the national headlines in the uh, in the New York Times was this yesterday. Go ahead. It says nearly a dozen students at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia, have developed symptoms of COVID-19. The school's president, Jerry Falwell Jr., reopened the campus last week after calling the response to the pandemic an overreaction. Duh. Well, that's, that's your editorial yeah, that's comment. Me. <laughs> that's me when I forwarded it. But I just thought, isn't that ironic? You know, he's he's flying in the face of safety, and next thing you know, uh, well, a dozen students. Uh, they uh, why shouldn't he be charged if they charged that minister in Florida? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't they charge? Him. Don't believe they had a stay-at-home law under on at that time, uh, Virginia, when, when he summoned students back. But uh, but uh, you know, I think you could be civilly culpable if one of those students dies. Now, what happened was there's normally thousands of students on the campus. The Times reported that there uh, like a hundred and some students came back, or the rest stayed away. Oh, really? Only a hundred came back, right? And they made online learning available. But if you wanted to come back, the campus was open, and and some did, and they reported on the fact that they were meeting in close quarters and in in quarantined or sealed conference rooms that they weren't supposed to go into. They went in anyway and met, you know, right across the table. So I got a better one for you. What's that? Yesterday in New York, when that hospital ship arrived, there were photographs of people standing shoulder to shoulder watching it pull in. Oh. You know, and this is in New York City, which is the epicenter of the virus outbreak, and they're standing and not wearing the gear and no, all that sort standing of thing. side watch, by side, watching that great ship. Well, I, I saw you know, the there's always going to be irresponsible behavior. I don't. We're we're never going to be able to conquer that, are we? Well, the reason the Lewisburg said they came up with that uh, rule about uh, no ten or more as a uh, an emergency order was that people kids were having parties, and so um, you know they were filling the house with uh, you know ignoring the order, and Lewisburg doesn't want to have a spike in cases, so they broke up the the outside of the party. I'm not sure they had the ability to go into the party at that time, but uh, then told people, you know, this is this is the last gathering this big of this type. Well, I was expecting a, an, an increase in police calls for certain types of events, particularly uh, home domestic abuse and fights. People have a short fuse, in well, the words not of only our that, good psychologist. Not only that, but in the midst of, or the wake of the liquor stores closing down, apparently people went on buying sprees. So And the gun stores are now allowed to be open. So you have gun store availability. You have liquor that people stockpiled. And people confined to the same space for extended periods of time, right? Okay. And depression. Uh, You know, and then they say that counselors maybe not are essential. But I think they're extremely essential right now. Mm-hmm. People who are doing psychological counseling, oh, I would yeah. say we need and, them and now more than ever. Telephone counseling is what they're doing mostly. Well, I ran into some of the local police uh, this week, and they said their call volume is down. And we talked to the county uh, police dispatchers, and they said their call volume is way down. So fewer fewer calls for really anything that's happening out there. Of course, traffic volume, there's fewer crashes and so on. Well, maybe this will have the opposite effect. And instead of people going off the deep end and becoming, you know, having their hair triggers released... Maybe mm-hmm. they'll become calmer and uh, more cooperative. More introspective. Well, yeah. I, you know, there is going to be some good that's come out of this. Uh, I, you know, I think we're going to learn a little bit more about some of the small things in our lives that maybe are more important. You know, I now have time to read a paper <laughs> book that has pages. Well, you haven't done that in years. I have, Honestly, I have not read an, uh, a paper, a book, probably in five years. You know, yeah, I know every time I recommend a book to you, you always say to me, do they have it? Well, I, I can audible. listen to it, right. Well, I've had, uh, you know, probably dozens. 
well, hundreds of books in my Audible account now, but, um, you know, as for a book that has pages, I really don't even remember the last one. I'm sure it was just probably continuing education for something that I had to do. <laughs> you know, I just don't have the time or the attention span to do it, but I can listen to books satisfactorily. But uh, I picked up a book over the weekend that's been sitting there for a long time, and it's not even a long one. And guess what? It was hard to put it down. Well, there, I, I could tell you that. I have trouble putting down the books I read every day. Yeah, but you're retired. You have time. I'm, I'm I read dog. even when I was working. I read every day. <laughs> I'm a working class dog here. Uh, Dale, what's cooking? We need some wisdom here, baby, and we're turning to you for that. Yes, I can hardly wait, given your topic, to hear what you want to say. Oven on train. I just want to say, if you don't get the who, what, where, and how information, the credibility is not there, people. We mean in terms of people that get the the disease. I just want to say, yeah, I'm or the virus. It could be bloviated about ninety percent. Okay, so if you ain't getting the who, what, where, and how, expect bloviation because opportunists. Which I would say that you know, our corporations withdrawed all this money, and now I think our elected officials are following their route. So, and they have control of the media. So, I, all I say is. You believe in God, don't believe in fear. I mean, there's two two things to believe in. I mean, either fear or God. So I just want to say, to make a little fun out of it, what seem to bring these ovens up on train cars? What? what? Say that Say that last sentence slowly again. I, my, my hearing is shot. Go ahead. I want to ask why FEMA are bringing these big ovens up on train cars in every state. Is it because the people are contaminated? Big ovens. I don't know. Maybe the, I think ovens Who, are. Who's stu- doing this? FEMA. Nah, FEMA. Well, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just saying. Oh yeah, that's a know, real knee slapper, I'm, Dale. Okay I'm semi hysterical here. It's a shame we're not going to hear the rest of that. That's too bad. All right, we'll, well call it gets back. another minute. Yeah, yeah we're out back. of time. Meantime, we're going to check out those ovens on railroad cars headed to New York City. FEMA's putting ovens. Well, ovens are part of the uh, sterilization process within a (laughs) hospital, right? They still use ovens for that? The context of ovens brings to mind something other than that that's much more concerning. Ouch. Okay, we had to go there. This is WK. Okay, Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings and welcome back. WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Joe McGranahan is here. On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. You can check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is officially open. Call us now. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at WKOK.com or text us at 70236. Let me please uh, tell you about the Sunbury Motor Company. It is a family-owned dealership since 19. 1915 4th Street, Sunbury, routes 11 and 15 Hummels Wharf. You can go online and check out a vehicle that you would like to buy by appointment. They got brand new Ford, Hyundai, Kia, and Lincoln cars and trucks there. Jason, Jeff, Ernie, Austin, and Kyle would just love to answer your email and make sure uh, that they get you hooked up ASAP. They'll make an appointment, put you in your vehicle, and you'll be on your way. If you got an old vehicle that's busted, take it to the quick lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury. Uh, that's where they can pump you up with nitrogen, do the alignment, take it to the body shop. 
get the car washed and have it out the door ASAP at the Sunbury Motor Company Quick Lane. they got a towing service that is second to none. I mean, they go great big tow trucks and little rollbacks. They doesn't matter what you got. If it runs on cylinders and it stopped working, they can fix it at the Sunbury Motor Company, and unless it's maybe a chainsaw. I'm not sure they would want to do that, but you get the idea. Sunbury Motor Company, uh, check out the Works a Fuel Saver Package online if you want to make sure that your vehicle is running as efficiently as humanly possible. So check it out, uh, sunburymotors.com. In the news today, the president declared a major disaster in Pennsylvania last night. That means additional resources, personnel, and funding uh, could be drawn down from Pennsylvania if necessary. It caps off a day that the state saw nearly 700 new cases of coronavirus. And Governor Wolf extended the closing of schools and non-essential businesses now indefinitely, so that means the month of April is now shot. Wolf also added four more counties to separate stay-at-home orders, including uh, neighboring Dauphin County. Uh, more than 10 million people, or 80 percent of the state's population, has now been instructed to remain in their homes. We have asked the governor's office repeatedly for a clarification of uh, what it precisely the stay-at-home entails, and can you go to a takeout restaurant uh, when you're asked to stay in your home, and the governor's office has declined to answer that question. The Democratic governor says he knows the extended shutdown of business and schools and uh, will affect wide swaths of daily life, and it isn't easy to hear, but he says it is necessary to save lives. On the campus of Evangelical Community Hospital, Kendra Auker, the president and CEO, says their staff is uh, holding up and they're uh, able to take care of everything that pops up on campus at the moment. Our staff who work more on the outpatient setting, both physicians, advanced practitioners, as well as other medical assistants, etc., they're able to be deployed there because they are not working in other offices. So that's how we're using our staff. We've made use of our mobile medical unit. We secured a tent. We've been able to use the um, location well there. There's plenty of driving space and areas for cars to line up. Evangelical Hospital announced its first COVID-19 related death, plus they're reporting six additional positive cases in a release. The hospital says no information about the individual who died will be disclosed. And they have announced that they've tested 194 people, but test results are slow, with only 101 sent back so far. State Department of Health did have the latest numbers yesterday. There are 4,087 individuals who have tested positive in Pennsylvania in 59 cases. Uh, after having a misidentified case, Union County has its first positive cases reported at four in Union County. Remember, the prisons are in Union County, so that spikes up the number. Montour County has reached 10 positive cases. Snyder County remains with two, and Northumberland County has one positive cases. Columbia County is now at uh, six positive cases of COVID-19. Finally, you got to make hay while the sun shines. So U.S. Congressman Thomas Massey is boasting in his bid to stall the $2.2 trillion coronavirus relief package. He was chastised in Washington, but is now hauling in campaign cash hand and fist. The Kentucky Congressman's campaign Monday says it has raised more than $110,000 over a three-day period that ended Monday. Massey was drawn into the spotlight for recently trying to force a roll call vote on 
in the relief package approved by Congress. He said he was trying to hold up what he considered to be an unconstitutional vote for a wasteful bill, but he drew the wrath of President Trump, who denounced the congressman as a third-rate grandstander. Massey faces a spirited primary challenge uh, in Kentucky. I like Massey's uh, retort to that. He said, I think I'm at least a second-rate grandstander. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, consider the source. If uh, President Trump calls you uh, third-rate, it's um, not quite And you probably are. <laughs> <laughs> well, consider who it's coming from. The original. Uh, let's see. One of our listeners sent us a note. Uh, it was a little while ago, but we promised we'd read it, and Joe started yesterday. And we right. ran out of time, so Joe, go ahead, Boy, please. We really did run out of time right in the middle of it. I want to share this message in these times of uncertainty. COVID-19 doesn't care about race, gender, political view, age, sexual orientation, income, or popularity. It has no borders. We need to put aside any differences and come together as humans on this planet and realize we can and will overcome this. In the end, we are all brothers and sisters, and the one thing that will overcome this is compassion and love. Fear, anger, and anxiety are its secret weapons, and we must remind ourselves we are all in this together, and we will get through this together. Feeding this virus with fear, anger, and anxiety will only make it stronger. Be kind, use social distancing, follow the CDC guidelines, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay strong. All right. Well said. That's from Doug in Sunbury. So we appreciate that. We should read that every day. Well, it's good good advice, but, you know, there, there are still people who are not going to take it. Sad to say. <laughs> it's like yesterday. Did you see the, uh, the, the exchange between President Trump and Jim Acosta again? I mean, Acosta just can't let I anything gotcha. go. But I think people are, uh, the political divisions in the U.S. aren't gone. We've just kind of bridged over them with a universal worry. I mean, you were here yesterday with your tweet for that you said was from Schumer. That no, I said it, someone sent me a screenshot purporting right. to be Schumer. Right. I have no knowledge whether it was Schumer or not. He denies it. The guy sent it to me, said it was true. So, but the bottom line is, you you definitely thought you had a gotcha moment there. No, I just thought I had Schumer saying that Florida's or the Chinese uh, travel ban wasn't sufficient. Was premature and was another example of the administration's right. Effort so to you know you're on that side of the political divide too, saying aha, now we got now we got Chuck Schumer. Well, what, we certainly know that uh, Nancy Pelosi said that the blood's on the president's hands. The president's responsible for these deaths. Well, that she did say. I mean, I, that's far worse than anything Chuck Schumer was purported to have said. That was on NPR. Right. Live. So, I mean, we, we have... I, I think the point our writer makes is a very good one. We do need to get, stay in this together, but, you know, there's still going... There's still a presidential election year, and they haven't postponed that yet. I don't imagine that anybody on the left would relish saying, well, let's just skip this one. We'll come back again in 2024. <laughs> just give the till, president another four-year term. Summer. I don't think that's going to happen. Can we give him an extra one-year <laughs> extension? Uh, there's no provision in the Constitution for that, <laughs> for that so okay. I don't know what Well, they happen. did it to the Olympics. Well, so. yeah, the Olympics aren't in our Constitution, but the elections are. Well, and I think, you know, now, if you can't make an informed vote in this presidential election, you'll never be able to. I mean, you have two totally different candidates with totally different views and ideals, totally different actions. I wouldn't say that I've been able to see uh, Joe Biden in a crisis, but you know what <laughs> President Trump, how his behavior has changed during this crisis. Uh, that's why, I don't know if you noticed, our email today was uh, labeled President Trump 2.0, because this is the new president, you know, the the one that is listening to scientists and is talking uh, not necessarily cautiously, but, uh, uh, you know, boldly about the fact that we're going to be locked down for another month. Well, I think the president's doing the right things. I think he initially 
Uh, that's part of the story this morning that, that had to do with Jim Acosta, and it's worth repeating. President Trump had a fire exchange with CNN's chief White House correspondent Jim Acosta during the daily coronavirus briefing yesterday. Acosta made a big splash in the Rose Garden when he attempted to grill the president for his rhetoric on the virus outbreak in the weeks leading up to the national crisis. He said, Acosta, and here's his question, what do you say to Americans who are upset with you over the way you downplayed this crisis, Acosta <laughs> asked. He referenced earlier quotes from the president, including when Trump said roughly a month ago, it's going to disappear. One day, it's like a miracle. It will disappear. Acosta added, what do you say to Americans who believe that you got this wrong? The president fired back. He said, well, it will go away, and I do want them to stay calm, and we are doing a great job. If you look at those individual statements, they're all true. Stay calm. It will go away. You know that it's going to go away at some point, and we're going to have a great victory. And it's people like you and CNN that say things like that. It's why people just don't want to listen to CNN anymore. You could ask a normal question. The president then defended his rhetoric. He said, the statements I made are, I want to keep the country calm. I don't want panic in the country. And I can cause panic better than you, better than even you can. I could make you look like a minor league player, but you know what? I don't want to do that. I want to have our country be calm and strong and fight and win, and it will go away. Hmm. And I thought the president defended himself very well and very eloquently there. Well, I guess probably if you if you go back and dissect all of his comments initially when he was downplaying this, in one sense they they have an element of truth to them, or they or they're just an exaggeration that you know you can't uh, verify. Look, this is let's just stipulate the president was not. Uh, taking it as seriously as he should initially, but something happened in mid-March, and now he is. He's issued statements, his statement over the weekend that we're going to stay locked down till May 1st is a bold statement for a president. A lot of people very unhappy with that. So, uh, you know, he's pulled that aspect of his presidency together, listening to the scientists, which is, would be almost shocking to most people, but now he's doing it. But so I won't, I won't stipulate that, that he was wrong in the beginning, because I don't think anybody knew the scope of this thing. It started out as a small virus in China in January. And the president, I think, was between a rock and a hard place. He, he had to, in one hand, assess the, the threat to the American people, on the other hand, respond to what he believed that assessment to be. But he also couldn't overreact. All right. We have an email there. Read, read just the first couple sentences. Obviously, too long. Well, this we've gone over this before. Trump saying in January 22nd, we have it totally under control. It's one person coming in from China. Read this one. We, it's going to be just fine. We pretty much shut it down coming in from China. The oh. coronavirus is very much under control in the USA. Stock market is starting one. to look good to me. The 15 cases in the U.S. within a couple of days is going to be down to close to zero. Now, where's the other one? I never said people... Uh, I can't find it. Maybe it's this one. Yeah, says, I think we're doing a really good job in this country at keeping it down, a tremendous job at keeping it down. And there's there's 30 of these folks. These are comments during January and February. So, uh, And all of them are aimed at trying to keep people calm. You don't know what you don't know what was going on in the <laughs> background there. Don't worry, Joe. Your house is on fire, but not you really. You don't know what it's was just, going on in the background. It is just You don't know what steps were being taken. and flame. You don't have to call the fire department or anything. Come on, don't panic. I it's in a certain sense, after a period of time, your house will no longer be on fire, and so it'll be out. So don't worry about a thing, Joe. Oh, you are beyond belief, my friend. One, on, one call on the air and another one coming in. Bob, you're on the mark. Thanks for checking in. Uh, yes, good morning. Uh, I had a question. I was wondering, uh, you know, Wolf, 
wanted to shut down them two prisons because they couldn't afford them. But now he's bringing in prisoners from New York. Who's going to pay for no, that? That's not the governor. Pay? The governor's trying to stop that, too. But the Federal Bureau of Prisons actually supersedes uh, his orders. Uh, the governor did shut down two state prisons over time, or one may have been a, a state hospital. But in any event, uh, that's a budgetary decision that he made. And, you know, uh, he and uh, his administration will face whatever consequences there. The fed- And then a whole separate issue. The Federal Bureau of Prisons is trying to equalize the number of COVID cases that they have uh, from places where there's a lot uh, to bringing into places that have fewer or none. That's a separate issue. And the governor can't stop that, either can Congressman Keller or the union or uh, Senator Casey. That comes out of the, uh, you know, the uh, Bureau of Prisons, which is uh, part of the U.S. Attorney General and the uh, Department of Justice. So uh, they don't they don't have any power to stop that. And that's they're having a conference call today to talk about the fact that these transfers continue more arrivals this week from uh, prisons that have the covid virus in them and from areas into our prisons in our region, which uh, up to lately didn't have it. But now they do. And you're saying that that counts against us, the prison contact. I gathered something in the news story. Then they read. become Union County residents. Yes. Yeah, so that's, you, they don't count them where they came from. They count them as being in Union no, County. No. Once you're once you're here, your new address is uh, Route 15 Allenwood. So in other words, if they have this virus, it's okay. They come here anyhow. Yes, you just got it. It's it's the worst situation in history, really. But the federal bureau says they federal bureau of prison says they can't keep a hundred inmates with the COVID virus in their prison. They don't have the hospital facilities, so they spread them around to the other prisons. So everybody else can get it. Right. <laughs> so everybody else gets overwhelmed. All right, thank you for the uh, call, Bob. Yeah, bone up on you. this topic. Uh, go to debbiekokid.com. We've been covering this uh, from the get-go. And you can get on that conference call today. The number to call is there. It, the public can listen in. It's mostly for the congressman and the union to talk to each other. And all of the prison guards will be on, on the line, too. Uh, Chris, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling. Oh, actually, I'm going to have to put you on hold. Uh, stand by. Take a quickie break. ASAP. I'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Now we put Chris on the radio. Thank you for calling in, sir. Thanks for waiting. I didn't want to fall behind, but please go right ahead. We would hate to have you fall behind. Well, yeah, then the first break is at a quarter after, and then the rest of the show is just too dense after that. But anyway, yeah, go ahead. Joe's, Joe's comment about Schumer yesterday specifically mentioned me, so he was using it as a gotcha. Yes. Well, not shocked you. <laughs> and 
He uh, also seemed to have completely forgotten that he used the same quote on Wednesday or Thursday of last week, and I called in at the end of the show and told him it was a fake then. No, I, then I didn't have the... And he in his email, and he must have forgotten about that he'd already had it. No, no, And no, he decided no. without checking on anything... No, no, no. Uh, Broadcasted over the radio. No, no, now, no. Is that responsible? Now, Chris, let, let's get the facts straight. I didn't have the photo or the screenshot of his supposed, and I'll use I your told words. You it was photocopied. You told me it was. You and t- you but I had the screenshot that day too. No, I didn't have it. If I had, you I would have shown it. You didn't have it, but you said it was. It was reported as. Uh, I I stipulate, as you uh, can agree, that the Schumers denied it. I have okay. no proof that he I'll did it or didn't do it. You just made a stupid mistake instead of an extremely stupid mistake. Well, and I'll stipulate that you made a stupid mistake, too. <laughs> All right, enough, men. Move on. So this is okay. a fine example then of how the, the left loves to call people names. Changed. Still the same old bloviating biomass he always was. Well, that, that's really helpful, you. Chris. That's really helpful. You're, what he a great patriot. Changed. What you a, what? listen to his broadcast. You can't take, make heads or tails of what he's saying. He said a few days ago that uh, Ford and General Motors were already making ventilators. Oh, (laughs) well, yeah, not quite yet. Soon, though. (laughs) And these ventilators won't be ready for uh, for something like a hundred days. If they were Before getting ready, they start turning them out. if they were getting ready to tool up their factories, if they were doing the engineering work that had to be done behind the scenes, wouldn't that qualify as they're already making them? He didn't say they were manufacturing them. He said oh, they were so making them. He's just them. misleading us. No, I think he's saying that people are moving in the right direction. He's trying to give us some little hope and encouragement and let us and know things are going the right way. First, they, he didn't come to them first. Well, that's what you say. Yes. And and a, lot, and a couple companies stopped, tried to, wanted to, a couple companies didn't join the program precisely because they had to deal with Trump. And they knew, they saw that General Motors, who were working on it, who they knew were working on it 24 hours a day to get everything together that you have to do to do this. Uh, was getting blamed. Who are those companies? Who are those companies, the, Chris? By, by Trump. Which companies? And are, they didn't want to get involved in something like that. Which companies were they, Chris? Give me the names. Uh, I don't have it now. I read it yesterday. Don't remember it. I can re- email it to you if it's so dearly important to you, or you can actually do your own research. <laughs> this for might a be change. a gotcha moment. Or I could Joe, just though. make it up as you do. But what the heck? Oh, I didn't make it up. All right, another minute, then, Chris. We got a caller waiting. Look, look at what he look at what, look what he says every every day. He he can't take criticism. He can't admit the truth. He interrupts people so they won't get to the quotes that aren't true. But that's his nature. I mean, what? <laughs> that's his nature. Well, give us an example. That's his nature. Give and us it's an still example. His nature. That's why I said he hasn't changed. He's still conning you from beginning to end. I watch now, his. Do you watch his briefings? Right things now. I didn't say he was doing everything wrong. He's doing some of the right things now, way later than he should have. And mm. why? Why? Well, because it's going to affect his election now, not just the stock market. When it was just the stock market, he thought he could lie and get his way through it. But the the scientists weren't telling him when it was 15 cases it was going to be down to zero. He made that up on his own. 
And he said, we have it in total control. He made that up on his own. Do you watch his briefings? I do. And I also watch the Como's briefings. And you should be watching Como's briefings. I watch them both. If you want to really see what's going on. I watch them both. I don't find Do you see co- how one is much better than the other? Yeah, I think the president's much better, but that's okay. Uh, how? How? In what <laughs> conceivable way? Look, I think both of them. I'm just yanking no, your just chain. Now, let me answer. Way. Let me answer you there. I'm yanking your chain. I think they're both doing a good job in their own way. Okay, well, quit yanking my chain and actually tell the truth once in a while. Well, that's not a truth or a lie. That's an opinion. Does, that's does are you Trump familiar with opinions? Accurate information. All right, ten no. seconds left, Chris. Are you Go familiar ahead. with opinions, Chris? I'm sure you're not because you obviously take them as fact or, you know. What? I offer my opinion. I think they're both doing a good job. Now, you may not like my opinion, but that's my opinion. All right. Thank you so much, Chris. I'm sorry to cut you off, but we got to get going. we got to get the next caller going. Maiko, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. You know, I think there's some people that just won't be happy until the president stands in front of the podium and says, yes, I have the blood of dead American people in my <laughs> hands, and I'm proud of it. I think that's the only thing that would placate them in this particular situation. Now that I got that off my chest, I uh, agree the with reason you. I called, <laughs> yeah, really, the, the reason I called was uh, the media coverage of this. And I'm going to go back to 1977, I believe it was, when we had that harsh winter and uh, President Carter shut, was it 77 or 76, when he shut down the schools for a week because of the energy situation? Tell Somewhere in there, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I was actually in Florida at the time. And let me tell you what, it wasn't too bad down there, <laughs> weather-wise. But in any case, I'm watching the national news, because that's what you had to do at that particular time to find out anything. I'm watching the national news, and day after day I'm seeing this getting worse and worse, and all these pictures and videos and all these correspondents talking with such empathy for the people and how many are going to die. I actually called my parents and my mom, and I was worried that they were going to freeze to death. And I told her that this beautiful chair that I bought for her as a gift, if she had to chop it up and put it in the fireplace to survive, do it, Mom. Even though I knew it meant so much to her. That's how upset I was with what I was seeing. And then I get back to Pennsylvania, and I find out that the rest of my college friends, it was one big party time for them for that week they were shut down. So it's a difference of perspective between I was watching the news and they were going out to the clubs. So that... That, that's the point I'm trying to make is the news media as a whole, and when I say the news media, I'm talking CNN, MSNBC, the nightly news, they're doing everything they can to point this into a dire situation. And then we have those people at the, uh, the, the correspondence where they're asking these questions. And, and mainly, I believe that they're trying to make their gotcha moment and make their name for themselves. And, that, and that's what reporters do. And, and I'm going to say, if I was on the other side of the fence uh, confronting the president and I had the camera on me, I might be doing the same thing, and I probably would be. But the, the lowest point that I've seen in the media was Chuck Todd interviewing Dr. Burks. Did either of you see that on Meet the Press Sunday? No, I didn't. Yeah, I saw it. What, what happened? Well, oh, he was what happened trying was to get her. He was trying to, to pin her down and, and get the gotcha moment and, and it, she just would not give him what he wanted. It, when he, and, and he had this, they closed the interview with this smug look, this protracted smug look on his face that almost everyone that sees it says,
oh, that's not right. And, and so the, the true face of what the media is trying to do came out with that one look at Chuck Todd's face in my mind. I didn't see the, I, I, the video version. I heard it on the radio over the noon hour. We broadcast Meet the Press, so I heard it then. But, right, he wanted to pin her down uh, where she's trying to paint a grim picture and, and trying to juxtapose that with what the president had said earlier. And the funny thing is, when he launched into it, he said that we really have a lot of ground to cover here if we are going to help people. And I thought, in, in what way does pinning down the president... <laughs> help anyone you know i mean if you want to talk about medical issues which she's quite qualified to do that anyway go ahead right and, and she's held up she her and uh, dr Fauci were held up on such a a pedestal that they're the ones that we should be listening to not the president that was the message we have to listen to science and we have to listen to facts and when dr burks was only going to give chuck todd the facts and you know basically wouldn't come out and say you know, trump screwed this up then he basically was done with her, you know, right. and uh, he gave that smug look. It's, it's a beautiful thing, it, it, but even even the, uh, the the thing that's on the media now, NBC has their, uh, they, they showed their segments of that show on the uh, YouTube or whatever, and the smug look lasted for what seemed forever when you were watching it live on TV, but then they, they cut it down a little bit to make it look not so bad in my mind. And the, la the last thing I'm gonna say, and this is, now I'm gonna be talking fun. W when I was in college, I, you know, Jerry Ford was the president, and they used to love to, to make Jerry Ford look like a klutz. Every time there was a video of him tripping, falling, or whatever, it seemed to run endlessly on the news, and there wasn't a lot of it at that time because we only had three networks. But the, the point I'm trying to make is people believed he was such a klutz and, and clumsy when, when, in fact, he was a uh, NCAA football player at the University of Michigan, so he was not a klutz, and he, and he, he was not uncoordinated. But people believe that so much that, honestly, I could convince, this is no lie, and I'm ashamed to say it because I was a young man at the time, but I could convince people that Jerry, dog, uh, Jerry Ford's dog was like 50 years old, and Jerry Ford's dog was the president's brain. Oh, and I could actually convince people of this. Right. Thank you so much, Mike. Image, the media created in their head. Okay. Yeah, okay have a good day, guys. Yep, thank Remember you very Chevy much. Chase's impersonation of Gerald Ford falling down the airport, the Air, Air Force One steps. Upper right-hand corner and then the break. Uh, it says, good morning. Please send me Chris's address and I'll ship him a radio that has multiple settings. It's apparent he needs to find a station that will make him a happier person. Says Larry. Signed Larry G. from Texas. <laughs> All right. He'll get and, her up uh, one of And one of our other call, emailers says, five minutes and 31 seconds wasted. Does Chris have anything positive to say about the president's response? to the virus. Continually, he wants to have his gotcha moments. He is always right, and others are wrong. All right, we'll take a quick break. we got more callers lined up, but we'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. 
The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. You ask for callers, then they line up. So here we go. Bobby, you're first. Go right ahead. Yes. Um, uh, good morning, everyone. Uh, this question I have for Joe, uh, since Joe's been around the media a long time. Um, uh, how would you say uh, the coverage uh, has been, uh, uh, you know, it's, I'm going to say slant. I don't want to say slanted, but I mean, how would you say uh, overall that uh, I'm, I'm not picking up, you know, just TV stations and, and everything else and that and the internet and that, but how would you say overall that uh, that it's been? Of what? What coverage of what? The president? The president? The virus? You know, the, the virus yeah, or, or what? Yes. Well, I think the coverage of the president's been largely neutral, uh, except for some networks like CNN. It's been unfair, MSNBC. When you have people like Joe Scarborough sitting there saying that the president's responsible for these deaths and you have Nancy Pelosi, that gets the coverage, things like that. But when the president... Fox said it was a hoax until March 10th, and they switched. It's no longer a hoax. It became a pandemic. He didn't ask you. He asked me. (laughs) Keep your opinions to yourself. Elaborating. (laughs) Now, it's... it's, I think the media has largely been fair. I think a lot of the reporting has been centered on the disease itself, but the president, I mean, they just can't resist the temptation to beat him over the head any chance they get. Some of it he maybe deserves, but some of it he certainly doesn't. And the fact that Jim Acosta is still pulling this stuff now, uh, that we've gotten to this point and most everybody else is saying that the president's doing some good stuff, makes it really clear that they're pursuing agendas that don't have anything to do with the truth. Okay, and of course, as I you know, I, I go back in history. Of course, the um, um, I'm going to say when the Iranian cro- uh, hostage crisis was around. Of course, ABC started Nightline with Ted Koppel to cover that, right. but, but not, not just to cover that, but to cover everything else. So that was that was back then. Of course, now now it's you know now it's different in that. But at least you know I don't think it's fair and that that they're they're pointing the finger at the president. Uh, uh, to supposed to be responsible for everything. I mean, like I tried to say uh, uh, yesterday, that you know, from from local governments right through state, right through federal, we all have to be on the same page uh, to help each other out. No argument. Hey, thanks, Bob. Good comment. Right, thank it. you. Take care, buddy. All right, and uh, let's see who's up next. Uh, Cindy, you're on the mark. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. I'd like to say why I like to listen to the president's press conference <laughs> because he has the original speakers and advisors there, and they are free to speak up and often do. And I appreciate that. Dr. Burke, Dr. Uh, Hahn, who runs um, the FDA, uh, all of them. He's got like five physicians standing there who are in pivotal places in our government who are responding to the problems. I, I actually have witnessed when a problem is identified through these moments, the president turns to the person in charge of that part of it and, and commissions them right there to go and take care of the problem. And then it's no surprise to me that a day or so later, the problem is fixed. 
So, and it, I find that uh, reassuring, frankly, that hearing the problem, he turns to the person who's in charge of it and says, you're going to fix that, and they say, yes, sir, I am. I, I like that, and then it gets fixed. I see that a lot of what's happening uh, comes through in those press conferences that there's a lot of impediments that are created by government itself. Maybe not maliciously, although sometimes in a uh, self-serving way, but they stand in the way of fixing the problems. One of them was the testing kits thing. If you take a look at what Dr. Fauci and Dr. Burke say, um, and uh, the CDC guy, Redfield, they'll tell you that they were the ones, their organizations impeded, grossly impeded, the progress of it. And now that they have all moved out of the way, Things are moving very quickly. I think that's wonderful. But the other thing I really wanted to talk about was the, uh, I have two granddaughters. One is 16 months old and the other is 17. And on a regular basis, we FaceTime with the 16-month-old and make faces and talk and play finger games, et cetera, et cetera. It's how we stay connected, even before this emergency happened. And our 17-year-old granddaughter is in her senior year of high school online. And she uses that resource FaceTime to interact with her teachers, to interact with her fellow pupils. She has an enriching experience. A lot of people are putting down online education for children. I think they don't, they have not experienced it. They're just going on what they assume happens or what they uh, have been told happens by people that don't know much about it. I think it's a wonderful way to provide education. And this situation is a perfect example about what's so great about it. Good point. Hey, thanks, right, Cindy. Thank Appreciate you so much. Call. Appreciate the call. Very good point. Uh, Bob, thank you for waiting seemingly forever. You are now on the mark. Well, good morning, gentlemen. I have to say I'm calling from the north, uh, northern part of your listening area. I've never called into a talk show before, so if I uh, stumble over my words, please forgive me. First of all, uh, you two bring a great uh, dialogue between uh, Mark and Joe. It's, 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 it's entertaining, but it's also very informative. Some of your other callers, though, I have to say, it, it, makes, me, uh, it makes me furious. And I, I wouldn't care if, if Chris was a Democrat or a Republican. His attitude, he really just needs to relax and, uh, and, and, and figure out. That. I thought the guy from Texas had a great line. Maybe he does need a new radio, and I would, I would support that. Also... I think Cindy is a real asset to your show. She's very well thought out, very uh, articulate, and brings a lot to, to the show. Let me just finalize by just a couple of quick comments about the press. I also have watched the uh, president's uh, speech, and, you know, uh, I'm not a big fan. I like what he's done uh, overall. I don't like his the way he articulates or the way he says or the way he uh, talks about situations. I think he, he could definitely class up a bit. But he doesn't. It's what we have right now. And uh, what, what amazed me, though, is I watched, I think it was last Thursday, I watched one of the press conferences. And then I turned on the CBS News. Well, I'm not sure what, 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 what the press conference they were watching, but it certainly wasn't the same one that I was. And, and they take the, they take the um, uh, sound bites out of context, put them all together, and turn it into, a, a, and, and turn it into mass hysteria. They want to scare you. They want to make you afraid. I really do believe they just live for sensationalism. It's not news. It's it's something else that I I'm not. I'm just you know at 66. I'm just not sure what that what it's all about. 
So those are my comments. Good points. Hey, then call again. Yeah, thanks for <laughs> listening too. Up on the appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Uh, you guys come in. You guys come in right after sunrise. Come in very well here in the Williamsport area. So thank right. you. Yep. Thanks, thanks for so calling. Much. Call again, Joe. You got a. Uh, oh, we got our work cut out. Wide for range <laughs> of things to read if you so choose. Right. Um, one. St- we'll start with the one that came in first. It says, "Good morning. I'm with Chris. The president is a big liar. We can't trust a word that comes out of his mouth. Most of the time, it's not true. He knows he's not doing a good job, especially with." this virus, with Americans up in arms over his lies about this virus, which he said is okay if 100 or 2,000 Americans die. Not a good thing for a president to say. I don't think he said it was okay. He said quite like that. He never said that. (laughs) He said he thought if only 100,000 people died, I mean, it was a terrible number. We'll be lucky, but we're not, it's not the 500,000 that we could. Right, that they could have had. I mean, there's a classic case of somebody misquoting the guy. Um, Another writer says, again, Mark, you continue to say Trump called the virus a hoax. That is fake news. What Trump called a hoax was the Democrats' characterization of his response to this virus, just like their hoax of Russian collusion and the Ukraine quid pro quo. The Democrats are a hoax upon the nation. Yeah, I don't think he called it a hoax. He did call it a common cold, but uh, in any event, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he didn't call it a hoax. Well, it's a virus, you know, and so that's true. Well, it is from the same family of common colds. There's no argument about that, but it's not. It's far more severe than that. Far more severe. Usually colds don't kill 100,000 Americans, but that's... Well, we haven't gotten, thank God, we haven't gotten that far yet, and hopefully we never will. Uh, One of our writers says, my dad used to say, what would you do if everywhere you went, your thoughts were televised? So President Trump spoke his thoughts early on about the virus. His words were based on past seasons of flu and virus. 61,000 people died last year of the flu. You know that. I forgive him. And here's the solution. Allow President Trump to speak and give his report. Then leave. Then have one of his staff read written questions from the reporters. And the experts answered that question. They stand up and give a full report. If it's a repetitive question, don't allow it to be read or just say this is a repetitive question. We need more organization on news reports and not letting this current way it's going happen. All right. So okay. get rid of that brief. Are they in the briefing room yet, or are they outside? They're outside. Okay. And and I think oh, that makes right. a lot They're of sense. Okay. And as Joe Kantz pointed out, the county commissioners are meeting outside. Maybe that's an option other municipalities will have to consider. That's the kind of meeting I'd like to cover. As long as it's, you know, you have some way to let the public hear what's going on, and you can maintain yeah, separation. Yeah, have to really speak up. Right. And um, Mike Bowling says, I like the way Governor Wolf takes questions. Read to him via his person, not yelled out in an endless diatribe in the form of multiple issue questions. And President Ford did have a bad knee. Well, the the governor's uh, uh, news conferences are very bad for reporters. You may appreciate that as one of the elected leaders in this region, but they're very bad for reporters because the governor doesn't answer the question, and then he moves on to another one. You never get to follow up. I mean, you could ask him how many deaths does he think he'll be in Pennsylvania, and he'll say how many have happened, and there's no follow-up, so you don't get to say that. Likewise, you know, he, he keeps doing this shutdown order, and neither the governor nor uh, his office nor he will say what the difference is between the shutdown that we have right now and the shutdown that uh, involves this stay-at-home order. Right. There are subtle differences, but they will not outline them. They want people to figure that out, and that's okay. Just say, we're not going to say, you figure it out. Uh, people, There are people that are going to restaurants in places that are at stay-at-home orders. Well, okay. we've already closed down non-essential businesses. 
businesses. So are we going to start closing down essential businesses? Joe, you're the elected leader. What's the difference between a shutdown order and a stay-at-home I have order? no idea. Right. Nobody I have no knows. idea. And the governor and won't I don't say. See, I don't see what more there can be, unless it's just a, a, something that you look at people and say, listen, this is even more serious. Here's the next step. Well, mm-hmm. what does the next step mean? Well, it's just semantics. I'm telling you now that you've got to stay in place, shelter in place, before I said you should stay in. Now I'm saying you should shelter in place. I think the difference is semantics, and hopefully people will take it as a, an escalation of the need to be protective of themselves and their families. Joe and I are going to come back with semantics when we return. We'll have a, we'll, we have semantics here every day. <laughs> is, there, uh, is there any coronavirus humor that's popped up yet? If there was, I don't think I'd I want to tell it. it. I haven't heard it. All right, maybe later. Too soon, well, as yeah, they there, say. There was. Uh, there was one, uh, oh, that um, well, you think with, of the- had to do with toilet paper. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, we've got some emails to cover. Our friend Tom says, Looks like the Trump lovers who have controlled the narrative of this show for too, too long don't like the other side giving their views. Sorry, Trumpsters, but not everybody loves a clown. The stores are out of toilet paper, but not Kleenex. I suggest a trip to the store. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> Signed, Tom. That's a funny letter. Thank you. Then, uh, this was apparently in reference to Chris. It says, the man must get up every morning, look in the mirror, pat himself on the back, and ask himself, how can I bash Trump today? Did he use bloviate? No self-awareness at all. And finally, one says, we have been li- very lucky this Corona-19 virus has not hit us yet, but it's coming. Prepare and stay safe. And Cindy, you get one more minute of fame. You are on the mark. <laughs> You know, I've been reading in the paper the concern of local officials about the moving of federal prisoners into our facilities here, into the facilities here. And I'm trying to understand, isn't that in violation of the CDC order that no one's supposed to be crossing state lines doing this kind of stuff? I think they pointed that out to the prison board, but they say they have the right to move prisoners anytime for any reason, and that's what they're doing. So this is our grand government at work. They, <laughs> yes, you know, they that's can, it. <laughs> right, and this talk is a about good one side now. of how it doesn't work at all for us, right? right? That one agency of the government um, sets out a what seems to me is totally appropriate edict to stay in your state, to stay home, and then the other one thumbs its nose at it. You know, I hope that the president deals with this. He needs to get on top of this issue, just like he needs to get on top of the thing about the FDA blocking the sanitizer that the distilleries are making because. Uh, it doesn't have an ingredient to make it taste bad. I, I, you know, in a perfect world, you would have all those things. 
But this is not a perfect world, and we're in the middle of an emergency. To be blocking the, that, providing that, is just absurd to me. I just shake my head, you know, when, as I said before, the government is actually part of the problem. Are people, they're afraid people are going to drink this Thank stuff? Thank you, Cindy. Yes. Okay, they're going to yes. drink hand oh. sanitizer. Jeez. Okay. Chris, you get another minute. Hey, I guess I have upset a few people out there. <laughs> Not upset. They just have a response. It's a good no, one. No, they, they, they don't like people bloviating about bloviators, eh? They just like, don't like the person who bloviates against them, but they do like the bloviator-in-chief, I guess. But in any case, I, I would say if they think I said something wrong, they think everything I say is wrong, but they never give an example. They want to know why I, 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 what I say, I'm trying to give you truthful information, and I research it on the web. If they find, find better research and more accurate research than I do, then bring it on. Otherwise, maybe they should just keep their mouths shut. And stop bloviating. I mean, if they don't have anything to say <laughs> and they don't know anything I okay. said that was actually wrong, maybe they shouldn't bother saying it then. All right, we got they you. Got Thank you so much. Bring it on. Thank so you, Chris. So, in other words, let Chris speak. Everybody else, stay silent. And uh, why do you think the president is obsessed with the TV ratings his press conferences are getting? He says they are higher than the Bachelor finale. <laughs> it's all a reality show to him, and he's the star. Did he really say that? Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good comparison. I, yeah, um, I like that. I, yeah, thank you. Oh, it's not signed, but thank you. I, I don't know that, you know, people take it like he's, uh, what, bloviating again, but I think his point was that he was we're reaching people, we're getting the information out there to them. The president? I think that's what he meant. But, you know, I don't think he, so. He is what he is. You know, this is a guy who's a New York City real estate developer. Everything's big, everything's positive, everything's grand. Mm -hmm. That's who he is. People knew that when they elected him. So what do you expect him to do, change, be a different type of person? That'd be like expecting Joe Biden not to sniff young girls' hair. And the vast majority of the Electoral College wanted him to be the president. Yes. All right, one more text, and, and that's going to uh, wrap her one up. One of our texters says, I heard our area will peak middle of May, so April 30th isn't really to go back to normal, and then it comes back in the fall, all good, no need to worry, right? No, we'll still have to worry. The president. Right, and this is a year-long issue we're going to have. Obviously, we don't necessarily have to have everything this shut down. But after a lot more people get it in our area, then we can start to open some things off. The, the curve uh, will have been flattened sufficiently. Hospitals will not have been overwhelmed. I just wish the president had said, instead of how comparing his ratings to The Bachelor, if he had just said, thank goodness we're reaching the people, we're giving them the information they need, and I'm pleased with the response we're getting oh, to these geez. press conferences. I could reword everything he's ever said in, in a rational manner, but why would you want to do that? <laughs> All right. We're going to continue this tomorrow, and right. I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. Dr. Meinke comes in from Bucknell University calling in tomorrow. He's a political science professor. This is WKOK Sunbury.